We've been in a, uh, a series over the last few weeks, uh, just, just. Anybody remember any? See? See? Oh, just the crumb. There you go. There you go. Just the crumb. We did just say the word. What did we do last week? Oh, man, you guys are sharp. You still need to be in a small group, though. Yeah, just saying. No, you're right, though. You're right. And then this week, we want to talk about just in time. Just in time. Galatians chapter 4, verse 3 to 7. Put that up for me, and we'll get right into it today. It says this. If you have your Bibles, open it. If you're not, you can follow along. It says this. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Really cool passage of scripture. This, (coughs) some translations will say, at the right time. Some will say, just in time. And, and, but you get the idea. The, the whole point is at just the right time, Jesus came. Timing is important. Don't you agree? Like when you think about it, I was, uh, as I was thinking about this verse and when uh, the Father sent Jesus and why that particular day, why that particular time, why, why, in, why in that particular moment, why not a thousand years earlier or a hundred years later? Like why then? And I got thinking about the timing of God and God's timetable. And it just hit me. Timing is important. It's really important. It makes a difference in a lot of things. Like, uh, uh, I'll get into that for a second. But just think about some people hate to be late, okay? And other people, they can't seem to be on time, right? Remember when uh, Keenan was serving in the military, uh, uh, like, where are you, Keenan? There you are. Like, like if, you were, if you were, your commander said, show up at the base at 0600, what time did you show up? Exactly. He said 0550. If you weren't 10 minutes early, you were late, right? So timing is important. It's really important. I was thinking about how many things in life timing is actually important. And just think about it for a second. Like, timing's important in cooking, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you, you, put, the, you put it in for too long, you know what happens. You, you, you don't cook it long enough, it's not right, right? It, timing is important in relationships. Timing's important in a joke. Timing is everything in a joke. I don't have a joke to tell you, but, but you know that if a guy blows a timing, the timing of a joke, 
the whole joke, it's just, just peters out, right? Like, timing's important. Timing's important when you take your medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Timing's important in finances, you know? Buy the stock when it's low. Sell when it's high. Time- <laughs> yeah, Vic just always wants you to hold, hold. But, it, like, timing's important, right? Like, even birds fly south at just the right time, except like the brain-damaged Canada geese that are still around. I, I, it, it just boggles my mind. Like, do you ever see a robin in the middle of January? No. Why? Because they're smart. Canada geese, brain-damaged, right? You have the ability to fly, jump in a group, get at the back of the V, and soar all the way down to Florida. What's so hard about that? No, let's stay here, peck around in the snow, frozen ground, looking for a patch of water to sit in. It's, it's insane. I don't know why they do that. It's brain damage, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But, it, like, timing is important. Birds know it. We know it. It's, it's, it's important, right? Uh, timing is important to God as well. He is this being that sits outside of time. But he manages all kinds of things that happen inside of time. Don't know if you've thought of it that way, but that's the truth. His timing is perfect. He does things at the right time. God is always just in time. Now, we, uh, most of us understand the, the workings, uh, like working under the constraints of a deadline. You've got a project due at work. You've got an assignment at school. We've all, we, we understand the, cons- the constraints that come on us on deadline time, and sometimes we need a deadline to give us that kick in the pants to get the job done, right? It happens. So, yeah, I'm going to get that one day, and then all of a sudden, oh, there's a deadline? Ooh, then you've got to get it done, right? So we understand. We all have these timetables that we work with. And I was thinking, it seems like God has one too. He, it seems like he knows exactly when he wants things to happen. And you, you, you see it all throughout Scripture, and you even see it in the life of Jesus multiple times, that he seems to be very aware of his own timing in the Gospels. Let me give you a few examples. John 2, 4. He says this is when uh, he was turning water into wine. And his mom comes to talk to him, and he says, Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. Look what he says. My time has not yet come, right? Uh, John, and a a few chapters later, John chapter 7, verse 1, he says, After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. He wanted to stay out of Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon it was time for the Jewish festival of shelters, and Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. But Jesus replied, now is not the right time for me to go. But you can go anytime. But for me, the right time hasn't come. He seems to have a sense of timing. Um, John uh, 12, actually, now, now uh, yeah, that's right, it's verse 23. This is, this is now at the end of the triumphal entry. These, this is just days away from his crucifixion. And Jesus says, now the time has come. 
for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. While the whole time in the Gospels, he's saying to people, don't, don't tell people, keep it quiet, don't say who I am. I'm not going there yet. Now is not the right time. But all of a sudden, the triumphal entry, which we'll talk about come Easter time, it changes everything. All of a sudden, Jesus is like, now is the time. Now, he's, now he gets on the donkey, he rides into town, he proclaims that he is king. He, 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 it's like he, he shouts it from the rooftops. The people say, tell the people to stop waving and shouting, wa- waving the palm branches and shouting, Hosanna, son of David. And what's his response? He says, if they're quiet, even what? The rocks will cry out, right? His time had arrived, is what he's saying. Before he was saying, be quiet. Now he's saying, let her go, let her go, let her go. And, e- and if you refuse to, then everything else will begin to shout my praise. But all of a sudden, the timing was right. Now, it sounds like he's following a plan, doesn't it? It's, it sure seems that way. Now, our timetable, our timetable, a lot of times, it doesn't match God's. Like, have you ever noticed Like, seriously, why? Like, you know, there's there's a million things you can ask why, but there's at times when your timetable of something that you're hoping for, praying for, believing for, even something that you feel like God has promised you and it still just hasn't arrived yet, sometimes, you know, it it, it just doesn't match up when you want it and when he wants to give it. Maybe... You're still wondering why certain things haven't fallen into place the way that you think they should. Uh, You know, but on the other hand, have you ever noticed that later, later, somewhere down the road, like hindsight, you know, is 2020, as they say, and you can look back and you can see, I understand now why God waited. Ever happened? That ever happened to you? Like, I understand why he he didn't make that happen now because there were certain things that needed to fall into place. I needed to get stronger. I, my perspective needed to change. Other things needed to fall in order before it really came in a perfect way. And so sometimes you can, you can see that. But I just, wanted, I just want to encourage us today. Be encouraged. God does know what he's doing. He does work his timetable in this time. He has a plan. He's working it. He knows what he's doing, and his timing is impeccable. Like, we, like what do we say? God's is rarely early, but he's never late. He always seems to show just in time. So let me look at this uh, in three ways today. Uh, the first, he's, he was just in time in the past. Uh, put up for me uh, Galatians 4.4 4 again, where... It says, when, when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. For all eternity, God has it in mind to send Jesus. He knows that he's going to send Jesus on this day and in this time. It's not just a random thing. He doesn't just, doesn't just decide sporadically that this is what he's going to do. It, it happened, but it was something that was long planned. And I was thinking, why, why, like, why that? Why that specific time? And I think we have the perspective of history now, and we can look back and, and see that it actually was a really excellent time for Jesus to arrive. See, the Roman Empire in, in Jesus' day was at its peak 
It was at its peak of its power. Uh, So that meant that there was relative peace in all of the known world. Uh, Almost everywhere that the Romans had conquered, their territory was vast, and they they had taken over everything. And so at the peak of their power, there was relative peace in the known world, and the other, th- and the other thing that, that made it easy or, or, or something that I think was beneficial was that they built roads everywhere to all over their kingdom, all over the places that they, that they had conquered. And so it made it easier for people to travel. There was parts of roads that, yes, you still had to watch for, for robbers and people that would hijack you along the way, but... It was easier for people to travel, and there was relative peace. And so it made it possible for the gospel of Jesus to spread all over. When, when the diaspora hit and persecution hit Jerusalem, and all the, all the disciples and all the followers of Jesus started spreading out everywhere, they had places to go, and they could get there. And it made a difference for the spread, for the spreading of the gospel. And so it... it, it it made sense. Also, the other thing I was thinking about was Greek was, was also, uh, it, was, it was at that point the widely used language. It was the language of commerce. It was, it was the common language, the Koinonia Greek that everybody spoke. And so communicating and talking in one language to all kinds of different cultures all over the place made it so much easier to spread the message of Jesus. It made sense. See, the Roman world was ripe for a savior when Jesus came along. The old religions and their old uh, myths and all the things that they used to believe in, they were all dying. Greek philosophies were seen as empty and powerless. You had these guys sitting on stools all day asking questions but not providing any answers. And people were hungry. They, they, people were morally bankrupt. There was, there was corruption Everywhere, at every turn, immorality was everywhere. Emptiness, spiritual darkness had taken over the lives of people across the world. And God was prepping the world for the, for the arrival of his son. And so when you look back now, you see, it actually was a beautiful time for Jesus to arrive. It made sense on so many levels that we can even understand and more that we can't. The prophetic timetable, by the way, was also ready. You think about, we read this story, you know, Caesar Augustus issued a decree, you know, that everybody had to go back to their homeland, right? Like, it's part of the, part of the, old, the Christmas story that we've heard. Like, God is in control, not Caesar Augustus. Understand, Caesar Augustus is call, calling for a census is part of the bigger plan. The Old Testament prophecies clearly say that the Messiah is going to be born in Bethlehem. And the census forced Mary and Joseph to go to Bethlehem. They wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for the, for the census. So it, 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 it was working out just obviously the way that God wanted. God had a timetable. Jesus arrived just in time, not too soon and not too late. He was just in time for the past. He was also just in time. He's just in time now for the present. This is, this is where obviously most of us care. This is the most important thing to most of us. 
what he's done in the past, and we're going to see what he's going to do in the future. But, but now matters a lot to us. And I want you to know that he arrives just in time for the present as well. Amen? Look at uh, Galatians 4, verse 5 to 7. It says, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his, as his very own children. And because we are, we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. See, it's important for us to know that God has a plan and that Jesus arrived just in time 2,000 years ago. But these verses talk about and show us that the Holy Spirit is going to continue to work in our lives now at just the right time, right? We, he says, listen, you were slaves to sin. You were, you were under the law. You were condemned. This is who you were. And uh, in fact, uh, Paul says in Romans 5, 6, put that up for me, which ties in really beautifully to Galatians 4, 4. It says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came, look what he says, at just the right time and died for us sinners. So at just the right time, see, so we were lost, we were under the law, we were condemned, we were slaves to sin, but he comes now, even now to us. If you don't know the Lord, now is the day. The Bible says, now is the time for salvation. Don't put it off. Get right with God now. Now is the day. Just in time, he is here for you, right? That these verses show us who we were. But now we stand in his righteousness, forgiven. We are set free. We, we have now the ability to defeat sin like we never had before. We can live with peace and victory, something that we could not accomplish without his presence, right? He came not just to forgive our sin, but also, Paul says here in Galatians, but also to adopt us and to make us a part of his family. That we have been adopted, and that's why we should be fans of adoption. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Because we ourselves have been adopted. All who have believed in Jesus have been made his children. So we can hold our heads high. We can hold our heads high because of who our father is. Now, you remember when you were little, you used to brag that your father was the best? My father's the best. No, my father's the best. Yeah, but no, my father's the best. Listen, your father is the best. And you can brag on that. We do have the best father. We are children of God. We have been given the Holy Spirit who now lives in us and who now, Paul says, who confirms to our spirit that we are children so that we can cry out, Abba, and we know that he's with us, right? He, we, it, 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 it is true that we are no longer slaves to sin and, and a slave to Satan and slave to that, to that whole old nature, but we are children of the Most High God, adopted and, and, and been given that kind of position and power, and, and this is who we really are. So through Christ, we have become heirs of the kingdom. So we have an inheritance that, that the Bible says, what, that, ro- that rust and moth 
can't destroy, right? It's that classic, classic truth. The world didn't give it to us. Come on. And the world can't take it away. This is truth, right? We have been born again, and our destiny is to rule and reign with him in the eternal kingdom that is soon to come. This is who we are. So do you see how this knowledge can give us confidence in the present? Like we are his children who are dearly loved. He's a good father. He knows what's best for us. He wants to help us, give us, give us all that we need to succeed, all that we need to carry out his plan, that he has a plan for you and a plan for me, and he's working out that plan, and he's always just in time. In your time of difficulty, come on now, he will come just in time. In your time of temptation, he will come just in time. I will provide you a way out on the day of temptation, right? When you need his wisdom, you will get it just in time. When you need his peace, you will receive it just in time. When you're discouraged and confused, he will arrive in time with the clarity that you need to move forward. He has a way of doing this and showing up in the present in our lives just in time. How many of you can say it's happened? Honestly, some point in your life said, he just showed up, he helped me, he directed me, gave me what I needed just in time. And you knew that it was him and you knew that it was an answer from the Lord. Listen, if he did it then, you can believe for him to do it again, right? Right? Does God change? No. Does his love for you waver? No. If he did it then in the past, he's still going to do it now in the future. And even in our own little past, a lot of us can look back and say, he's done it for us 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago. He's going to do it again now. He's with us, right? And so... He, 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 at, at just the right time, he will come. At just the right time. I was looking through the scripture. There's so many examples, and, and uh, I, I won't go through them because, you know, we, we could be here a long, long time. But just, just think about, the, like, he showed up at just the right time for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who get thrown into a fiery furnace. Who shows up just in time? Did he show up before they got thrown in? No, oh, not early. Does he show up, you know, after they're dead? Like, burnt? no. When does he show up? Just in time. That's what he does. Just in time, right? He shows up for Daniel, who's trapped in the lion's den. Just in time, Right? He delivers Joseph out of prison at just the right time. You understand? Joseph needed to be in that position to save the world from famine and to be where he needed to be. And God got him out of prison just in time. Why not a year earlier? I'm sure Joseph was praying like crazy. I didn't don't deserve to be in here, God. I ran away from the woman who was offering herself to me. I did the right thing. And look where it's, look what, look where it's landed me. God had a plan. God had a plan. He showed up and got Joseph out of prison just in time. With the Egyptians 
running at their back. What does he do? He opens up the Red Sea for Moses and the people at, in just the right moment when they needed it to happen, right? And got them across. He did it many times. He's done it over and over and over again. He's done it for me. He's done it for you. At just the right time, God shows up. So if he's done it before, and he's done it in our own lives before, why can't we believe him to do it now? See, let it build your faith to say, he's the same God. He's going to show up. The things that we're praying for, the things that we're calling out for, the things that I want to happen yesterday, he knows he's with me. He believes in me. I'm a child adopted into his family, saved free from the law, live with his victory and his Holy Spirit. He is for me, not against me. So his timetable is going to play out just in time when I need him. He's going to show. Why can't we live with that kind of confidence? We walk around think, you know, thinking that, well, God showed up. You know, well, maybe he showed up. Well, Daniel's special. Those guys are special. I'm just, you know, Joe Blow, every nobody who cares about. It's nonsense. If, are you a child of God or not? You're a, you're, you are, you are a, a part of his family, and his love is with you. And we need to believe him for more. Part of why a lot of things, I think, don't happen is because we don't ask big enough. We don't believe for big enough things. God's bigger than all we could ask or imagine, the Bible says. So why can't we ask him for big things? Why can't we believe him for big things? If he, if he says no, he says no. But once you get a sense that, listen, I believed that this building was supposed to be here. I knew that God spoke to me. We got no money, no way, no people, no zoning. We got no possible way. Look where we're sitting today. God does stuff like that. Yeah. This is what he does. Right. He puts things into place. He puts people in place to to get the vote, to get the right place, to get the thing done. He he has a way of making it work and shows up just in time. Come on now. See, his arrival can take on so many different forms and we miss it. And I don't want you to miss it. Just think about this. His arrival Sometimes, sometimes he arrives through a friend. Sometimes he arrives in church when you're singing a song. And just a line in a song just penetrates into your spirit. God says, that's it for you today. Yeah, that's it for you. Sometimes he shows up in a song. Sometimes he shows up in a sermon. I hope he does. Sometimes he shows up through the voice of a child to remind you or point you to something that you needed. Sometimes it's a stranger on a bus. Sometimes it's the most random, what we think is random, odd place. But he's working it out for your good. Amen? He's working it out. He has a plan. It's something that can be said, something that can be done, sometimes by the most unlikely person, sometimes the strangest thing, but he has this plan for you, child of God. And at just the right moment, he's going to make the difference and be the difference that you need. 
And we have to believe him for that. Jesus arrived just in time in the past. It wasn't a mistake. Just when he was supposed to, he arrived. He arrives just in time for the present as well. Lastly, he arrives and will arrive just in time in the future. His timing is perfect. His timing is impeccable. That means his timing will always be impeccable. So if it was impeccable then, it's impeccable now, it's going to be impeccable in the days to come. So not only for our lives, but in the greater picture, right? If God's timing on all things is perfect, then we can count on his timing for his return to be perfect as well. That's something that we don't talk about a lot, but the Bible says that one day he's coming back. He will be here. He's going to come back not as a little baby in a manger. He's going to come back as a glorious king that every eye will see him and every tongue, right, will confess his name. That he will come back. Jesus promised that he would come back. He said, one day I'm going to return. Just look at these words that he said in Matthew chapter 24. It's a little bit lengthy, but uh, I, I, I... I felt like it's, it's worth you just reading these words with me. This is now, learn a lesson. This is Jesus talking. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, you can know that his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this, if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he'd keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You must also be ready all the time, all the time. For the Son of Man will come when least expected. And it goes on from there. But it's a very interesting chapter. Probably That probably deserves a sermon series right there, doesn't it? Yeah. But, oh, that'd be a lot of work for me. But, oh, okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Okay. Listen, this is true. He, his timing has always been perfect. It is perfect now, and it will always be. He doesn't say the exact time. Didn't say, he didn't say. But he did say that we could notice certain things that will happen. He said, like you notice things around you in nature and you know that spring is coming, that summer is coming. 
when you begin to notice certain things, you'll know that my time is coming. It's coming. He, and and, and, and uh, anyway, there's lots there. We could, we'll get into it another time. But we're, we know this. We're closer now than we've ever been before. We know that. Every day, every day we're one day closer. Right? The Father has a timetable, and he's working it out. He's working his plan. He's done it in the past. He's doing it now in the present, and he will do it in the future. At just the right time, he will return and take us to be with him forever. The best is yet to come. I heard somebody say that. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there might even be a bumper sticker that says that. Might even be out on the table, as a matter of fact. Yeah. The best is yet to come. It's true. I read this book uh, recently about heaven. And I have to tell you, it... It, it was a monster, like one of those 600-pagers, small print, big pages. Like it was, a, it was a, one of those monsters. You know when you read a book and you feel like you conquered something? I put that baby down. I said, Helen, conquered that one, you know. But I'm telling you, it just opened up my mind and my soul again of the wonders that awaits the children of God in the presence of of, of the Almighty, of all that he has planned for us. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. He says, and, when, and when, when the time's right, I'll come and get you so that you can be where I am, so that you can always, so that, so that you can be with me forever. And just thinking about all of that, it does something beautiful, I think, to your soul. And it also motivated me, honestly, to say we need to get the message of Jesus so that people can understand there is a God who loves them. There is hope for this world. There is a hope for, for beyond this world. And his name still is Jesus. And, and, and so when we're children of the Most High God, we carry this with us and we know this. So be reminded of it. At just the right time, he's going to come. He's going to take us to be with him. He does all things well. It's time for us to walk in faith and believe him for the answers that we need. It's time for us to look to him for wisdom and guidance and stop relying on our own strength and what the market says and what your friend says. It's time to find out what he says about stuff. It's time that we put him first it's time that we relied on the power of the Holy Spirit more than ever before. We are weak. We are weak without him. He says, without me, you can do nothing. But with him, all things are possible. That's quite an extreme, isn't it? Quite an extreme. It's time that we relied more on the Holy Spirit than we ever have before. It's time for us to humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, and plead for him to come and heal our land before the day is too late. His timing in all things is perfect. Perfect. And it's time that we trust him. It's time that we trust him with our lives. It's time that we trust him with our problems. It's time that we trust him for things to happen at just the right time 
We can't push them anyway. So why get frustrated? And you have to know if he's for you, he's with you, he loves you, you're a child, he wants to give you good gifts, knows how to keep his own, knows how to reward his own, then, then whatever is coming down the pipe for you is in his way and in his time the better way for it to happen. Can we, can we agree to that? So if we get something too quick, if we get something too late, it spoils it. He's going to give it to us what we need just in time. His timing is perfect, and it's time we trust him. It's time that we give him our problems and trust him with the timing of our problems. It's, he, he has this habit of showing up just in time. I know that it can be frustrating. I know that it can be frustrating. I'm as impatient as any of you are. I hate losing. I want everything now, just like you do, you know. But, but here's the thing. I trust him because he, he knows better than me. I trust him to give me the things that I need to fulfill his will and to live the life that he's called me to live. He wants me to succeed. He wants me to live in victory. He wants me to live a life that, that, that makes him proud. And he knows that I need his help to do that. And so I can trust him with that. Do you see how this, uh, what I'm trying to say is, breathe in the assurance today that he is with you. That all is well. That the timing of what you need will come. I can't explain it all. I don't have to. All I know is that there's a God who knows what he's doing who's working the timetable, and he's working it out for our good. And so I have to trust him with that. Don't give up. Too many of us give up. We get discouraged. We get down. We feel like, like life's not turned the way that we wanted it to go, that we, 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 we find ourselves, we've dug our own hole and, and, and then tried to bury ourselves in it rather than say, I'm just going to keep on keeping on and believe you to give me what I need. Give me the partner at the right moment. Give me the strength that I need at the right moment. Give me the car that I need at the right moment. Give me the friend that I need at the right moment. Give me the wisdom that I need at the right moment. Give me the strength that I need at the right moment. I'm trusting you with it all. And, 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 and it's time that we do that better. So don't give up. You don't know how close... Your breakthrough really is. Right? You give up and you'll never know how close your breakthrough was. So let's believe him. Let's believe him. For he will arrive. Come on, say it with me. Just in time. Come on. He will arrive. Come on, say it with me. Just in time. Amen.